0: Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company.
1: Alright, here we go on this Thursday. First day of the official field in the NCAA tournament. We're here at Silver 7's checking out all the TVs on the games at the Bud Light Lounge. Also, got another bar here across the way, silver and gold, all throughout the tournament. 77 cent beers at Silver Sevens, Flamingo and Paradise, 77 cent bottles of Bud, Bud Light, Mick Ultra. We'll be tracking the brackets through the afternoon. Lots of Mountain West Conference talk. Unfortunately, that's become a big theme the first day or so, which includes yesterday with. Nevada. We'll get to that. Willie Ramirez is here. He is the company James is helping out at the set. Ari's back in the Finley Toyota Studios. So busy day, busy day. A lot of Raider stuff going on too because they introed a bunch of the free agent signings. Uh, Jimmy G, is it off or not? What's going on? Well,
2: hang on a second. I'm just, I'm just marveling over my perfect bracket.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Oh, is that right? Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Has it fallen apart already? Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> Furman, what? Um, yeah, Furman,
1: what? So,
2: yeah, it was a. Big, we got the big text message last night, and then uh, we got the email confirming the media advisory, 11 a.m. at the facility, that the free agent signings would be in the room be coming, ushering them in, one by one by one by one, and at high noon, expected was Jimmy Garoppolo. There's been video of him entering the facility. I saw that. I
1: saw the Raiders put out the video of him entering the building.
2: Looked like he was walking okay, but... It's
1: not officially officially official.
2: Well, it's not officially official because you you can't bring him out if he hasn't signed. can't sign until you pass your physical. So... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what's entailed <clears throat> for a March physical. I can't imagine Jimmy G's not going fi- to pass the physical, right, Steve?
1: Let's not have a Carlos Correa deal here. Except that the difference is when Carlos Correa failed his physical, there were still a few more players at the position available. <laughs> if Jimmy G were to fail a physical, the contract is crossed out and. He's free again. That would be a disaster for the Raiders. I'm sure everything's fine. I'm sure it's just procedural at this yeah,
2: point. Yeah, it's probably just. And, and you know what? Maybe because uh, of the initial word that we had gotten was it was going to be tomorrow. I know there have been uh, a couple of the media guys that are must be frustrated in putting their stuff on Twitter. But uh, that they've been told sit tight, hold on. We're now two hours past this, of course that. So, um, I, I, but I was originally told tomorrow. So maybe he's going to have his own day, his own, you know. And Then it doubles up on the coverage, and he can steal the spot. You know, the Raiders can. This is their week. It's not anybody else's. Forget no. the the the, uh, the the King of Darkness. This this has nothing to do. You know, it, it would be fantastic if like tomorrow the Jets deal was announced, uh. and then Rodgers shows up, and then all and at the same time and Jimmy G's. Right, oh, he's passed. Here's it. Cancel it
1: again. Move it to next Tuesday. Yeah. Avoid Overshadowed. Avoid the a Raj hysteria. So right now in the tournament, if you want to hear the games, they're on 12.30 the game. That's our fourth station. Today it's our first station because it's got all the games. 12.30 the game. That's going to be today and tomorrow during the day, 9A to 6P. And then once we go off around 6.30, the NCAA games, the coverage will pop up, probably closer to the beginning of the show, will pop up right here on ESPN Las Vegas. So we'll do our best to keep you abreast of what's going on, but we're not going to do play-by-play. Uh, I will say, whoa, boy, my bracket could be busted real early here. Princeton, former Giant Killer. I mean, if you're old, you remember Princeton getting the job done in the tournament on multiple Pete fronts. Pete Carrill. Yes, Pete Carrillo. Uh, 55-52 right now. Second-seeded Arizona against 15-seeded Princeton. Zona leads by three. Four, mi- four minutes left in the game. It's fifty-five, fifty-two.
2: I got him plus 10.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. Isn't that crazy?
2: I was looking at it. The
1: the numbers going into this tournament with the lower seeds, the respect given to the lower seeds, but, I mean, the numbers are based on who people are going to bet. The numbers and the respect given to the lower seeds is pretty incredible as compared to where it was, say, 20 years ago.
2: Well, and there's – I mean, if you know how to read lines, read the betting market, you know, which – Which our company family member JVT does a fantastic job, like in the NBA. He's big on the betting market. And so it's like it's like reading stocks, right? So if you read into some of this stuff, San Diego State with their defensive ways, they have a bigger name than College of Charleston. Well, it's only five and a half. Virginia. Only five and a half against Furman. So people are going to look at that and go, I'm laying that five and a half with the ACC. No, right. the, the the books are telling you how close or, this game could be. Or
1: you're going to have newbies who don't. you got to read lines to actually frame the story. Yes, Furman as a 13, not in the tournament for 42 years against a blue blood and former national champion of recent times recent. in Virginia. That The fact that that game... Uh, turned out for Furman, and the way it ended, and we'll have some of the highlights here in a couple minutes, it was very dramatic at the end. That will be described as giant killer Cinderella because it's a 13 against a 4, but when you look at a number that's 5.5 on a neutral, it wasn't a massive upset. There was a lot of respect for Furman going in. I don't want to ruin the story of the 13 over the 4, but to your point, the betting lines now kind of frame everything. By the way, San Diego State barely got by Charleston, I mean, that was a nip and tuck game. They were able to close out 10 4 at the end of the game, but they did cover that number five and a half, By 63 57. Yeah. Princeton, Arizona, you got in game? Because the number was 15, 14 15. Early. Okay, so you have, why would you have plus 10?
2: Or I, I'm sorry. Okay, so you had
1: 15, plus, 15. plus 14 or 15, yeah, so probably 15, plus 15. 15. All right, well, I don't, don't, don't want exactly. to jinx it, but you're looking okay in that one. So they just went to a timeout. Under four timeout, and it's 55-52. Arizona is on top.
2: The reason I said 10 was before I got here, I was across the street grabbing a couple of sodas and pulled up the score app. At, at the time Arizona was up by 10. That's why that number was stuck in my head. But anyway, go
1: ahead. SDSU escapes. And for the conference, thank God, because that snaps an 11-game losing streak in the tournament going back now four years. The reign of pain... That was developing on social media and on radio and TV talk shows about the Mountain West being a fraud and it sucks and let one team in was going to reach a fever pitch if five-seated San Diego State wasn't able to take out Furman because it was building one because of last night in,
2: in, Charles, in, an, sorry. in
1: an ISO spot. In an ISO spot, who did I say? Did I say something Furman. different? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Furman beat Virginia. Charleston beat San Diego State. In an ISO spot, when you played that poorly and you were the last team in and the conference has stunk in the tournament, boy, that was a perfect storm for people who don't watch college basketball, which it's mostly casuals reacting now, so that's why I don't overreact. I'm not going to sit here and fight with people, although I've gone back and forth with a few people in defense of the Mountain West Conference. Yeah. But to be down late in the first half, 51-22, to 22, and lose the game ninety eight mm. to seventy three. Mm. That was friggin' embarrassing.
2: What's wild is we talked about that this this that was a game that could come down to coaching and who should have the edge in that one. And
1: I I, I was thinking in game coaching, they never had a chance. Yeah, they, they got off to was such a bad start. So I don't, I am not going to blame that on coaching. I I think. Nevada looked tired to me, and I, th- I think they broke mentally early. Um, I mean, you'll if you go back to last week's game, it was kind of similar to what happened to UNLV against Boise, which UNLV absolutely could have packed it in in the quarters of the Mountain West Conference Tournament when Boise came out and hit 10 of 14 threes. It was like every time UNLV started to make like an intra- incremental gain, three, three, three. I mean, that's just that becomes debilitating mentally, and I... I don't think Reno recovered with ten minutes left and eight minutes left in the first half. I think they were shot, and they certainly weren't going to come back in the second half.
2: They just came—you know, Arizona State came out—it's hard to say better prepared. Like you said, if you have the hot hand, that's hard to overcome. I don't want to talk about location or travel or, 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 or post con- um, post regular season, you know, the, the postseason conference tournament because they both realistically—you know, they were both in Las Vegas— ASU, uh, I believe ASU played one more game than Reno did in the postseason uh, and went to extra time. So they both had to return from Las Vegas to their home before going on to Dayton. Uh, So, yeah, it's – Reno could have been tired, sure, but ASU endured the same exit. Now – and neither one was – there could have also been the exhilaration of the excitement of getting in. That can be draining. On a Sunday, right, you're hearing that you got into the tournament that everyone had you written out of, and you expend a lot of energy and celebration on that, and you sort of – you had already mentally checked out. That could be a factor. I don't know, but I do know that Arizona State looked a lot more prepared or just had the hotter hand. Um Coaching or not,
1: it's, it's, it just wasn't a good look. No, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And this is overreaction time. Right? Like I said, most people don't watch college basketball all year. So when they see a one off in a theme with the Mountain West Conference struggling, and these are all one offs, I mean, there's been, it's, a sh- it's still a short sample, but, you know, they've lost a bunch of games in a row now uh, up until that San Diego State game. They had lost 11 in a row, and I think they were 7 and 24 going back 31 games in the NCAA tournament. People are going to overreact. And I'm gonna I'll tell you right now and it's hard to do it with Tony Bennett because he won a national title but people are gonna overreact to Virginia and Furman um, this is the very end of the game as uh, well Virginia had a chance to salt the game away could not deal with pressure and it's a terrible decision from a guy who's like 30 years old in KiA Clark what was he doing Clark in a street checker oh, he Unreal. Unreal. Not only getting to the turnover with two seconds left, three and a half seconds left, but hitting the three that quickly, amazing.
2: And we're going to have – I'm not going to spoil it because I thought that you pulled – there's an even better call, and I'm not saying a word, and then we can talk about it then. We're going to hear the radio call from that. That, that summarizes a lot. Yep, that was that that made it even more shocking yeah. well, the, of how that went down.
1: John Sadak, the radio guy, sets it up. He's like, basically, Virginia does not turn the ball over, and then Keihai Clark basically throws an over-the-head pass.
0: He like pro, like he pro, just pro, he pro,
1: you got you to you be Justin Verlander if you're going to throw that over your head and think you're going to throw it, you know, seventy-five feet. He came up way short. I mean, they pick it off just across mid-court. Quick pitch for a three, and Virginia's out of the friggin' tournament. Did you see my tweet? Heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. What did your tweet say?
2: that that was the most ill advised uh the most ill advised fling since Jacoby Myers to Chandler Jones. Because in a sense that's what he, he just he just, just flung gave, it. Gave away a game. Flung it over the mid court line, just like over the half field <laughs> fifty yard line and it got picked off in the wrong situation. It's a, you know,
1: well, we got another giant killer Working on a big upset here. 50 seconds left. We'll go to break on this. It's 56-54. Princeton a 15 seed against second seed at Arizona. Arizona just trying to tie the game. Block shot. Again, there's about a minute left in this one, and uh, Princeton leads it. Wow, what a first day. If Princeton freaking knocks out Arizona, how many brackets
0: go bye-bye? That's a final four candidate.
1: 50.4 seconds left. Let me get the score correct. It's 56-55. Princeton leads
0: Your Mountain West champion, Lady Rebels, will start their journey to the Final Four this Friday against Michigan. Tip-off is noon. You can hear all the action right here on ESPN Las Vegas or streaming live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Virginia, the fewest
2: turnovers per game in college basketball. Clark runs in line, chest pass in the Beekman, bounces back to Clark, 10 seconds, he is double, slap that, prayer pass, picked off by he 5 seconds, Geese right wing,
0: at the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens. It's Cofield and Company.
1: Crazy times early in the day, right, Willie? Furman, a 13, takes out a 4 <clears throat> on a turnover and a 3. Unbelievable, all the experience that Virginia has, and Kehe Clark goes back to the national championship. I think he's in his sixth year. He's a California kid. He's been at Virginia forever, Little guy, great point guard. Man. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was thinking at all. Well, Mountain West getting bashed. Lasted about 90 minutes is the top story. But now we've got a real mega upset. Furman was 5.5 against Arizona. 13 knocking out of 4 is a big deal. But a lot of people bet on Furman and I'm sure people like you bet on Princeton plus the points against Arizona but any time a 15 competes to scare a 2 is a big deal knocks out a 2 my lord and it just happened
2: I'm glad that I stuck with my thoughts on the underdog play in that game and not the over in which we discussed on the show the other day because I sat there and said the his history behind Princeton and Pete is has, has always been slow it down, tighten it up. But this year, as JBT pointed out, we discussed. I mean, I was right there. I, I agreed with him. I, just, I hadn't looked at that, but then he kind of opened my eyes to it. But um, outright, Steve, outright, Pac-12 goes down. Pac-12 and the ACC have suffered losses today. In the SEC, but that was against the Big Ten, yeah, West Virginia.
1: But Furman beating an ACC team, Pac-12 team falling to an Ivy team, you know what that says? Pac-12 and ACC
0: suck.
1: I missed it, 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 it By the way, it doesn't say that these no, are one-off no. games. Teams lose big. Big boys lose in these tournaments, and the Cinderellas come up sometimes. A fifteen over a two is pretty amazing. And you know the funny thing is we don't have our guy Adam Hill on. But I'm sure he'll uh, grouse next week that Yale was actually the best team in the Ivy League and had to go to Princeton to beat them on the Tigers' home floor to get into the tournament. Princeton gets in instead, and now Princeton is going to live in infamy Uh, for the foreseeable future because 15s and twos, this just does not happen. This is the key moments at the end of the game as uh, Arizona has to go down, hit a three. They get multiple shots at it. One possession game. Arizona needs three to send this thing to overtime. You don't have to jack a three, though. Get a quick two if you can. 15 seconds left. Ramey, one ball. That's not it. Air ball. That's not it. Ballo tries to keep it alive. Three shot. no good. Princeton's going to win this thing. Princeton's going to keep
2: dancing. <laughs>
1: By the way, I can't wait to. I have no idea who, do, who does Princeton basketball radio, but I can't wait to hear that one because <laughs> that'll make the rounds tonight because I'm sure whoever that is went absolutely, you know what, you know what. Like crazy, crazy. And this is not about our brackets, but I'm, I'll look. I'm sure on Twitter pretty soon ESPN is going to post how many people just lost one of their final four teams in the ESPN bracket contest. Arizona, one of my final four teams. And a finalist.
0: Out. Out of the tournament.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, never, I, I didn't see this one coming. Um, you know, Tubelas had a good shot, a, a possession before that to, I think, tie the game or get it to one, and he couldn't finish. They couldn't get a rebound. I think that was the crazy thing is that the size, and they have incredible size, Arizona just didn't play out that well for the Wildcats. So Arizona is out. And that call courtesy of CBS. Virginia is out. out. And you heard the John Sadak call with Will Purdue. Radio call courtesy of Westwood One. And I appreciate Ari pulling out the buzz there. Thanks, Ari.
2: Real quick, I uh, misspoke before when I was going over the conference. West Virginia, Big 12, not SEC. I, I confuse it. I not confuse it. I misspeak that all
1: no, the no, time. No, no, no. You don't have to correct yourself five minutes. I, like. uh,
2: I do. No. I do. Just in general. But... Nevertheless, uh, it, th- these are the types of games, though, that this early in the, right, on the early part of the first day that gets everybody. Now everybody, if you weren't watching, now everybody's going to be glued, going, who's playing tonight? Who's next? They're trying, you know, they're trying to find it. Or they're racing to the book. Where they should come is down here to Silver Sevens to get their wager.
1: Hang out with us. Yes. Uh, Mountain West, complete picture to go back to that Reno gets destroyed last night Man It was it was getting rough That was 10 straight losses 11 straight with the game earlier in the day Utah State who they battled they battled but you know one of the one of the real smart handicaps on this I thought was mm. 10:40 a.m. start offensive team in Utah State, are they going to be ready to play at 1040 Pacific time? And they could not shoot from three. And you know, that team's a really good three-point shooting team. So that total was 155, 154.5. It's not like it went way below. A lot of it was kind of the, the late free throw stuff. But Utah State just couldn't get out of it. Uh, Mizzou is a pretty good team. What conference? This is where you get really confusing. Because I, I will always get Missouri wrong. Missouri to me is not an SEC team. Right. It's a Big Twelve team. Right. Right. Yeah. But we know the SEC was pretty pretty solid this year, and Missouri well, survives team. the early yeah. start.
2: Uh, I don't know how much I buy into. The, I mean, I get it. That's a that's a great thought process. I just don't know how much I buy, buy into the start time. I mean, it, it's only an eleven forty team. So they're only losing an hour. And Missouri's coming over from the Midwest. They got to play. It's not that far of a trip to Sacramento from yeah. Salt Lake compared to where Missouri's coming from, Columbia. So, uh, you know, the they, funny
1: thing is, the shooting percentages were not that low overall—fifty-one percent uh, and forty-eight percent. But it was Utah State not being able to make any threes, and Mizzou making threes. Mizzou was plus eighteen from the three-point line, and Utah State, who was very dangerous from three, you know, led by Stevie Ashworth, went four of twenty-four. Just a disaster early in the day for the Mountain West Conference as they got off to an zero and two start. If you missed it, San Diego State just finished up about forty five minutes ago. They survived Charleston by five, sixty two to fifty seven. So there's so who's left? Boise. Boise coming up against Northwestern. I bet Northwestern. I pick Northwestern. Um, I don't think it's a bad matchup for Boise. You know, Boise likes to play uh, brawl ball.
2: Line moved in that direction. That was a sharp move. I know that for a fact. That they went from Boise minus one to it's now Northwestern minus two. Um, I'm really interested in that Asheville UCLA game. Have they made any announcements, Steve? Any updates? I haven't been able to check because I was so busy. I was uh, I was in tune with YouTube uh, with the Raiders YouTube channel because I didn't drive out there today because I got a busy afternoon and evening. Um, remind people again what was going on out there Raiders were introducing all of the free agents they ushered them in starting around 11 everyone was waiting online and in the media room for Jimmy Garoppolo but we're waiting to see his signing apparently he hasn't passed physical but it's a tip of by the way if people are wondering well what's involved it's, it's your garden variety physical that anybody would take from a high school athlete but what's involved with the pro athlete because I did ask a former NFL player, just so I was clear. There's also MRIs and X-rays involved, so they're 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 getting a complete picture of the body, imaging, so on and so forth. Um, I doubt that there's going to be anything wrong. It's just a delay, and maybe they're going to give him his own sort of his own spotlight. That being
1: said, um, do we have an update on UCLA's injuries? Uh, we'll get it during the break. Okay. Uh, let's give away some tickets right now. Smackdown in town Friday. Right here in Las Vegas, we've got a pair of tickets, 364-1100, 364-1100, It's a Friday card in a couple of weeks, 5 p.m. start. You can grab your tickets for the WWE SmackDown at AXS.com. That's at MGM Grand Garden Arena. I don't know when they set the card. Maybe it's based on what happens early in the week. I did see a quick video of something calling itself Almost. I don't know if you've seen this. They've got a new giant in WWE, and they, I saw a video of him and Brock Lesnar. Wow, this guy's big. Brock Lesnar is legit 6'4", like 300, you know, 290 pounds. Uh, this dude apparently played basketball in college, and, you know, they usually kind of pump up the height and weight, but he actually, he's listed at 7'3", 403, and Willie, I'm telling you, <laughs> I think he is. We need, he we need he a big ta- show. He towered. Oh, he might, he might tower a few inches over the big show. I think it was really 6'11". This guy is massive, and he's not a big fat ass. He's just big and tall and was throwing around Brock Lesnar. That's all real. Uh, SmackDown tickets right now. Caller 7364-1100. 777
0: gets you two hot dogs, two bags of chips, and a 22-ounce Bud, Bud Light or Michelob Ultra Draft on Golden Knights Game Days at the Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino.
2: One more here for Jameer Young. This is the big one to make it a three-point game. Spins the ball in the right hand, shoots it with a left, and he missed it. West Virginia has it. Three seconds, now. Two Johnson. Three for the win. Oh, he missed it It grazed the side of the iron. And Maryland escapes onto the second round. 67-65, the Terrapins outlast the Mountaineers in a thriller to get us started
1: today in Birmingham, Alabama.
0: Now, back to the William Hill Sportsbook Inside Silver Sevens with Cofield and Company.
1: Yeah, Westwood on? Radio on the call there. That one was really interesting, Maryland, West Virginia, because Maryland was just dreadful for the first nine minutes of the game. It was it was 13-4, but the problem was it sat on like an 11-0 or 9-0 run for West Virginia for like seven minutes. And when you hold the team scoreless for that long or to four points in the first nine minutes, and you're only up 13-4. Yeah. You could, you could see there was going to be a problem there. I've, I've been really limited in betting so far. So, like, last night I, w- I was an idiot. Um, I had Arizona State minus two going into the game. And when Nevada got off to a poor start at the beginning, you know, the line ballooned up, you know, good, decent plus numbers on the pack side. So I was like, I'll take plus seven and a half. You know, let's go for the middle here. This will be a close game. Never had a shot. Never. Fifty-one no. <laughs> I'm like, click. What was Can't the highest the in game? I didn't check because oh. I didn't want to. I didn't Because you know what? I didn't want to be enticed. Because you know what? It wouldn't have mattered. Like, I would have probably bet it at, like, plus 16 and a half again. Like, oh, I'll inch a little bit back. And then I would have lost that one. And then the whole. And instead, I, it was basically just a push. I lost a little bit of money. Um, today, for a while, I sat there. When Maryland fell down by nine. It kept popping up seven and a half, eight and a half. The price wasn't right. Finally, I got seven and a half. So that one, that turned out to be a win. Uh, But West Virginia, you know, Maryland took, it was a back and forth game in the second half, but Maryland moves on. And listen, uh, West Virginia is one of those teams. They're they're a grinder, right? They play great defense, but offensively, they just go into lulls. And when they couldn't expand that lead, I mean, they probably should have been up like 20 to four early. They simply couldn't do it. Uh, Game's going on right now. Illinois and Arkansas, this one's gotten tight. Two ten left, eight nine game. Arkansas sixty two to fifty seven, right now. So that one's tightening up. Here's what we got coming up. We're right down here at Silver Seven. They got seventy seven cent beers all the way through the NCAA tournament. Mick Ultra Bud Bud Light on the seventy seven cent bottle special. Game's on the way in fifteen minutes. Auburn, Iowa, boy. I liked Iowa going into the tournament. Then I saw some metrics, you know, top 10 offensive team, outside of top 100 defensive team, and then I didn't like the matchup, so I went Auburn in that one. I haven't bet it. I see a lot of people picking Duke. That one's coming up at 410 to go to the Final Four, but but the spread on the game got as low as uh, what I saw was 5.5. Now it's back to 6, so we'll see what happens in that five twelve matchup. I would not expect Colgate to beat Texas, but after watching Princeton, if you just tuning in, Princeton knocked out Arizona about 10 minutes ago. That one is actually not a big spread. Texas is only laying 13. It could be a – that's, you know, uh, the Raiders can be a dangerous team,
2: and um, it's, it's not a bad thought to look at what Colgate offers. Um,
1: and then last game in the middle block is uh, Boise – and Northwestern, Northwestern is now at two, and Boise gives the Mountain West a chance to win a second game into the tournament. If you missed it earlier, San Diego State squeaked by, squeaked by, a very game-dangerous Charleston team. Giveaway time, 364-1100, 364-1100. Two tickets to go check out Kevin Hart Reality Check Tour. Friday, Saturday, he's in town. We've got Saturday tickets at the 18th Resorts World Theater, AXS.com is where you can get the tickets. Kevin Hart is freaking hilarious. I want to see his bracket. I know he's a basketball fan. I want to see Kevin Hart's bracket. But two tickets for the Saturday show this week, Resorts World Theater, 364-1100. Caller 7.
0: Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Coffield and at Willie G. Ramirez, or tweet the show at Colefield & Co. Lawyer, host of Suit Up News, legal and cultural contributor, Xavier Pope, is live on Cofield and Company.
1: How awesome has today been with the NCAA tournament? A couple of big upsets. Furman, a 13 over four in Virginia. And just a little while ago, a 15, Princeton knocked out second seeded Arizona. So there goes my final four bracket and national title game. Oops. And you know what the best part about this? Well, one of the cool parts about it, the tournament's always great. But the players now actually get to share in some of the profits, technically, with NIL. You know, there's been a lot of player movement around the country. Most of the top teams around the country are getting their players some cut, some of the money. So there's some progress there. Xavier Pope is with us. Xavier.
3: How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. I'm fired up, man. I know uh, I was all ready to talk about the Furman game against Virginia, but we just saw Princeton, an Ivy League team, take out Arizona.
3: I, I believe teams are tough and attorney man. They just discipline, move the ball. Uh, they they have a certain way they do things and keep. <laughs> um, but Arizona didn't they? They also got upset as a two team before, right? I, I'm,
1: they have I'm not, in yes, they have in the past. There was a, a Lute Olson team that got knocked knocked yeah. off as a two, and uh, that was a disaster at the time.
3: Yeah, I remember that. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think I was Hampton University. I think, if I'm not not mistaken, I'm, I'm pulling this out out of my head out of a, a random turn tournament uh, fact in my head about uh, upsets. But that Furman ending was crazy, though. I mean, they it just it's, uh, they throw the ball to the other side of the court. It gets intercepted. Player from Furman shoots a three from 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 way 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 downtown to win the ball game. Um. That's what March Madness is about. Uh, Steve, he, uh, isn't, isn't it amazing how they, they Mark madness has managed to do this every single year over and over and over and over again? And he can make one more of these incredible things to these games and these upsets.
1: Uh, all right, let's try to get Xavier a little cleaner phone line because we're having trouble hearing him. Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing lower seeds, you know, 12, 13, 14, even 15 and a 16 a couple of years ago. We're seeing them more competitive than ever because there's more players. The entire world feeds college basketball now. Um, the transfer portal has guys going up and down in terms of schools. And a lot of times, you know, you'll turn on a game with a, maybe not a Princeton, but with a Furman, and you're like, oh, player from here, 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 and here. Like there was a, on Furman, there was a player from Wake Forest. Like he's already got experience playing against Virginia in the past. He's not going to be freaked out. But while I think a lot of people complain about small schools losing guys, there are a lot of guys who come down levels, Willie, really, to play at mid majors. So they have talent. And More talent than ever. The gap is not that big. And coaching, we're, we're seeing coaching. better
2: coaching yep. at that level as well. They're not minding stopping over to 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 these conferences, be it the Patriot League or the MAC, or you know those these littler ones, America, America East. <laughs>
1: I mean, Mount West is heavily built on transfers, both players and coaches. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the way, little side note on that Princeton game. Our good friend Josh Dubal tweeted: Princeton beat Arizona for its first NC two A tournament win since 1988, when the Tigers beat UNLV 69-57. Which back then, yes, that was well, that was a ways up. It wasn't a powerhouse team. Is it 98 or should that say 88? Don't
1: don't screw yourself up. Well, he, he, remember, he, he, twe- he, he tweeted
2: 98. He tweeted I, I, I 98. I, I trust
1: him. I trust. I trust you with the facts. He can't afford to get him wrong.
2: Yeah. It just, I just, you know, you start doing the math, go, you know, he's been, yeah, it's that long.
1: Let's go back to Xavier Pope. Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There right. is. Well, let, let's get into uh, one of the other crazy stories in the NCAA tournament, and that is Brandon Miller and Alabama. They played today. They got the job done, but they've got this bizarre thing going on, going back to a murder on campus, where Brandon Miller brought a gun to the scene, now the New York Times reports there was another Alabama player there as well at the scene. Bama's fighting back on this. This is getting completely insane.
3: Yeah, to I, 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 I have a. You think about this though. These are players. They're going to hang out together. So it's not out of the realm that this something like this potentially happened. Uh, you saw some of the crazy stuff in relation to. Baylor and some of the players involved with one another um, um, in that situation there um, with the murder of another player. I, I think that uh, this, 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 takes, this distracts from the tournament when you have um, a murder, and this is one of the best teams in the country. Um, it, it obscures March Madness and what the games are really about. When you're having this weird, strange uh, circumstance, so what if they go all the way and win, win the tournament and they're in a situation where some of their players were involved with a murder? It doesn't speak um, well of that program and maybe how things, maybe the school is handling it even.
1: Well, are you to the point now where you think they should be sitting these players? Or is that a violation of players' rights, you know, in terms uh, of letting it, the process play out? There's the optics of it and then there's the legal process.
3: Yeah, the, the legal process, and we talked about this before, is that, okay, well, we're you have to charge the player. Um, just being there and, in that, and being in the backer, potentially, isn't a crime. Isn't necessarily been charged with a crime. I would um, hasn't been charged with a crime. I, I think that when you don't have any clear details about what exactly has happened and what the state status of the investigation as it relates to the immediate, immediate potential charge or charging the player, it ties the hands of that particular program. I know that fans don't want to see the, the image of. Layers potentially being connected to a murder, but they also rights have to be protected well. It's a thorny situation, and we keep hearing more and more strange details. And I think that that's where we're looking to see what else has happened to clarify what's really uh, what's really going on.
2: And speaking of their rights and privacy, um, and now Brandon Miller is having to be escorted by armed security.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out where where the, the line is with that in terms of the how how, how serious are the threats? I know that people talked about un, um, there was a talk by his coach about unknown email addresses and things of that nature. I mean, how the, what is the nature and the seriousness of the threat? Um, I, we don't really know the full extent of that, and if that's being done also the maybe the, to maybe put some kind of buffer between the player. Then potentially looked at as innocent to the public, and so, um, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm taking a little bit with a grain of salt because like, why would his life actually be in danger? Um, I, I'm putting this to you all uh, is this why random fans don't think he should play the game? Um, that just seems really that seems really um, kind of weird to me if you ask me. Um,
2: speaking of Xavier Pope, so let's transition because. This Michael Irvin thing is getting a little bit, I, I don't know where it's going, but TMZ tweeted the video of Michael Irvin and his sexual misconduct accuser was finally released Tuesday, and then they go through the, they, they basically explain in the tweet the footage, but the footage is exactly what he explained he did, and I never saw an alarming sort of way of, by the woman when you watch the video it's exactly how he said it went down before we before it was released so he didn't no 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 uh sense of hiding anything did you watch the video you saw your thoughts
3: yeah i watched it i, I thought PMC described the video as lengthy um it, it, it it's a little bit of sensation because um, it wasn't to say something that that's a minute long is lengthy um and uh and then uh, when you see what happened but then you also hear reports that the woman said that uh, Michael Irvin said something really um, uh, terrible about experiencing him as being uh, something sexual. Right. And that that's when it goes to a, a line where okay, well, you can't a video can't tell you if he said something sexual to her just putting his hand on her elbow. So it may not have been something that to was 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 visual. But if he said something, then okay, what was the audio? Uh, I think another element of that uh, is that initially Michael Irvin did say that he didn't remember the conversation at all because he interacted all the time, uh, and he had been drinking. So there is another element of that that he may not hes saying what he did, but uh, there's a little bit of gap in terms of what his uh, his alcohol intake was at the time, and, what, and maybe that maybe influenced it, and him not necessarily recollecting that he may have said something that was offensive to someone else. Thorny.
2: Yeah, and he and and with what she alleges, he said, um, if, if you would think that if she was offended and it's she's she's, you know, made this out of what it is up to built it up to what it is, that she would have ended the conversation quicker. She you'd have seen a different body language, and she shook his hand. She agreeably shook his hand. If you were offended or stood off, or you were worried or concerned, I. I just read in, I'm trying to read into the body language. We don't know what was said. We don't know if she's right, if she's wrong, if, if she's lying, what it was. But um, based off the body language, it just doesn't match with what's alleged.
3: Willie, so that's where I got to stop you, Willie. Really. And there's three men having this conversation. And many women who are victims in the moment right. don't know how to respond to when they're being harassed. And they put up a face to be able to protect their safety and mm. to be able to get to the place that they can report. And that's why many women sometimes don't report, because their reaction to something that's happened doesn't necessarily appear on the surface that they are offended or something is wrong. So I I don't think that the fact that she may have shook his hand or responded in such a way, and then later on wanted to make sure she got out of that situation with with nothing worse happening. And I think that that we have to take that into account when it comes to how victims report being sexually assaulted or sexually harassed.
2: Gotcha. That, and that makes 100% sense. I just, you know, you're trying to read into the, the body language again. Um, the way that the video was described, he, he explained it before we saw it. Um, so it's a, you know, I guess it's just a, it's a wait and see approach. I, the only other thing that I wonder is if it wasn't Michael Irvin, we this is probably something that happens daily where, you know, men say things that they shouldn't, but would it have been reported and would it have been in the news and would somebody being accused and, and sued?
3: Yeah, I think that, and we talked about this last week um, in terms of what Marriott did to be able to answer his concerns and bring in other people that could vouch for him and and that with the steps they took and the damage it did to his reputation and his amount of money he can make. So there is some, some validity in that. But that's also where there's a video that's going to be potentially submitted as evidence, and that is something that could be viewed by our jury. And they make the decision. They are the trier of facts of evidence to be able to discuss whether they believe the victim, if she goes on the stand, potential victim, and talked about what happened and then matches that with the video, any other evidence that's submitted by Michael Irvin. And that's why we have jury deliberations to be able to talk about evidence once it's submitted to the court.
2: Once again, speaking with our Xavier
1: Pope, lawyer, host of Suit Up News. Last one, Xavier, as we got about uh, 90 seconds here. Willie, no, I, want you to, sure. I wanted you to address uh, Tiger Woods and Michael Douglas.
2: So, of course, we know uh, the tampon gate, Xavier. Uh, Michael Douglas came out recently and said his wife, Catherine Zeta-Jones, makes him whip it out. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. If he doesn't drive his golf ball past the women's tee box, this is uh, misandry, misogyny, is it not? Swing
3: in a minute, <laughs> Really, uh, I'm losing that all the time. So, um with my hey, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fun way to play the game um sounds like a holding one to me
2: wow a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of metaphors cliches a lot of a lot of, a lot of innuendo in
3: that one huh <laughs> hey I, I, do, I do the best I can
1: here, uh, here. <laughs> all right we have one, one more oh, okay <laughs> one more second here with uh, Xavier Pope um Real quick, I saw you tweet something out on fitness and being able to touch your toes. I like this one. I like this one.
3: Hey, hey! I, hey well, you know, Little John always said, "Been over to the flow and touch your toes," um, and I, I I think he was right. Uh, if you can't touch your toes and if you have an able body um, and, and reasonable, or moderate health, I think you should get into a stretching practice. of yoga It's helped me out tremendously. It's helped my mom out. Uh, as she's age and, and get over a hip surgery. And I just think that people should be more active in terms of um, their body, but you can't just lift weights. You just can't run. you got to be flexible, You got, and it helps you uh, move around as you age. So I strongly recommend it. Steve, can you touch your toes? Uh,
1: I, can t- I can almost touch the floor flat-palmed. I have a fat belly, but I have, like, r- a small torso and long arms. It's weird, but I'm not in shape. You-
3: Okay, well, I'm proud of you,
1: Buddha. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm an, I really am. I'm a fitness outlier. But, but to your point, I know a lot of people who are in good shape, who never stretch, uh, who can come nowhere near uh, touching their toes. It's, it's pretty crazy stuff. Xavier, appreciate it. Sorry your time got a little limited with our connection there. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, buddy?
3: Love you
1: guys. There he is. He gave your Pope.
3: Love you, Dave.